section thirty three of library of the world's best literature ancient and modern volume five this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by lynn thompson library of the world's best literature ancient and modern volume five section thirty three a meeting by george borrow from the bible in spain it was at this town of badajoz the capital of estremadura that i first fell in with those singular people the zincali gitanos or spanish gypsies it was here i met with the wild paco the man with the withered arm who wielded the cachas with his left hand his shrewd wife antonia skilled in hocano barro or the great trick the fierce gypsy antonio lopez their father-in-law and many other almost equally singular individuals of the errata or gypsy blood it was here that i first preached the gospel to the gypsy people and commenced that translation of the new testament in the spanish gypsy tongue a portion of which i subsequently printed at madrid after a stay of three weeks at badajoz i prepared to depart for madrid late one afternoon as i was arranging my scanty baggage the gypsy antonio entered my apartment dressed in his samara and high-peaked andalusian hat antonio good evening brother they tell me that on the Cayacaste you intend to set out for Magellati. myself such is my intention i can stay here no longer antonio the way is far to madrilati there are moreover wars in the land and many chories walk about are you not afraid to journey myself i have no fears every man must accomplish his destiny what befalls my body or soul was written in a gabicote a thousand years before the foundation of the world antonio I have no fears for myself brother the dark night is the same to me as the fair day and the wild carascal as the market-place or the chadi i have got the barlacci in my bosom the precious stone to which sticks the needle myself you mean the lodestone i suppose do you believe that a lifeless stone can preserve you from the dangers which occasionally threaten your life antonio brother i am fifty years old and you see me standing before you in life and strength how could that be unless the barlacci had power i have been soldier and contrabandista and i have likewise slain and robbed the busne the bullets of the gabinet and of the haracalis have hissed about my ears without injuring me for i carried the barlacci i have twenty times done that which by busne law should have brought me to the philimicia yet my neck was never yet squeezed by the cold garot brother i trust in the barlacci like the calore of old were i in the midst of the gulf of bombardo without a plank to float upon i should feel no fear for if i carried the precious stone it would bring me safe to shore the barlacci has power brother myself i shall not dispute the matter with you more especially as i am about to depart from badajoz i must speedily bid you farewell and we shall see each other no more antonio brother do you know what brings me hither 
myself i cannot tell unless it be to wish me a happy journey i am not gypsy enough to interpret the thoughts of other people antonio all last night i lay awake thinking of the affairs of egypt and when i arose in the morning i took the barlachi from my bosom and scraping it with the knife swallowed some of the dust in aguardiente as i am in the habit of doing when i have made up my mind and i said to myself i am wanted on the frontiers of castumba on a certain matter the strange caloro is about to proceed to madrilati the journey is long and he may fall into evil hands peradventure into those of his own blood for let me tell you brother the Kalis are leaving their towns and villages and forming themselves into troops to plunder the busne for there is now but little law in the land and now or never is the time for the calore to become once more what they were in former times so i said the strange caloro may fall into the hands of his own blood and be ill-treated by them which were shame i will therefore go with him through the chim de malno as far as the frontiers of castumba and upon the frontiers of castumba i will leave the london caloro to find his own way to madrilati for there is less danger in Castumba than in the Chimdermanro. And I will then betake me to the affairs of Egypt, which call me from hence. Myself, this is a very hopeful plan of yours, my friend, and in what manner do you propose that we shall travel? Antonio, I will tell you, brother, I have a grass in the store, even the one which I purchased at Olivensus, as I told you on a former occasion. It is good and fleet and cost me who am a gypsy fifty chule upon that grass you shall ride as for myself i will journey upon the macho myself before i answer you i shall wish you to inform me what business it is which renders your presence necessary in castumba your son-in-law paco told me that it was no longer the custom of the gypsies to wander antonio it is an affair of egypt brother and i shall not acquaint you with it peradventure it relates to a horse or an ass or peradventure it relates to a mule or a macho it does not relate to yourself therefore i advise you not to inquire about it dosta with respect to my offer you are free to decline it there is a drungruhe between here and madrilati and you can travel it in the burdosh or with the dromalis but i tell you as a brother that there are chories upon the drum and some of them are of the erate certainly few people in my situation would have accepted the offer of this singular gypsy it was not however without its allurements for me i was fond of adventure and what more ready means of gratifying my love of it than by putting myself under the hands of such a guide there are many who would have been afraid of treachery but i had no fears on this point as i did not believe that the fellow harboured the slightest ill intention towards me i saw that he was fully convinced that i was one of the erati and his affection for his own race and his hatred for the busne were his strongest characteristics i wished moreover to lay hold of every opportunity of making myself acquainted with the ways of the spanish gypsies and an excellent one here presented itself on my first entrance into spain in a word i determined to accompany the gypsy 
I will go with you I exclaimed as for my baggage. I will dispatch it to Madrid by the Burdosh Do so brother he replied and the grass will go lighter baggage indeed what need of baggage have you how the Busne on the road would laugh if they saw two Calais with baggage behind them during my stay at Badajoz, I had but little intercourse with the Spaniards my time being chiefly devoted to the gypsies with whom from long intercourse with various sections of their race in different parts of the world I felt myself much more at home than with the silent reserved men of Spain with whom a foreigner might mingle for half a century without having half a dozen words addressed to him unless he himself made the first advances to intimacy which after all might be rejected with a shrug and a no entiendo for among the many deeply rooted prejudices of these people is the strange idea that no foreigner can speak their language an idea to which they will still cling though they hear him conversing with perfect ease for in that case the utmost that they will concede to his attainments is habla cuatro palabras y nada más he can speak four words and no more early one morning before sunrise i found myself at the house of antonio it was a small mean building situated in a dirty street the morning was quite dark the street however was partially illumined by a heap of lighted straw round which two or three men were busily engaged apparently holding an object over the flames presently the gypsy's door opened and antonio made his appearance and casting his eye in the direction of the light exclaimed the swine have killed their brother would that every busne was served as yonder hog is come in brother and we will eat the heart of that hog i scarcely understood his words but following him he led me into a low room in which was a brasero or small pan full of lighted charcoal beside it was a rude table spread with a coarse linen cloth upon which was bread and a large pipkin full of a mess which emitted no disagreeable savour the heart of the balicho is in that puchera said antonio eat brother we both sat down and ate antonio voraciously when we had concluded he arose have you got your lee he demanded here it is said i showing him my passport good said he you may want it i want none my passport is the barlacci now for a glass of rapagni and then for the road we left the room the door of which he locked hiding the key beneath a loose brick in a corner of the passage go into the street brother whilst i fetch the caballerius from the stable i obeyed him the sun had not yet risen and the air was piercingly cold the grey light however of dawn enabled me to distinguish objects with tolerable accuracy i soon heard the clattering of the animal's feet and antonio presently stepped forth leading the horse by the bridle the macho followed behind i looked at the horse and shrugged my shoulders as far as i could scan it it appeared the most uncouth animal i had ever beheld it was of a spectral white short in the body but with remarkably long legs i observed that it was particularly high in the cruz or withers you are looking at the grasti said antonio it is eighteen years old but it is the very best in the chimdemalno i have long had my eye upon it 
I bought it for my own use for the affairs of Egypt mount brother mount and let us leave the foros the gate is about being opened He locked the door and deposited the key in his fire in less than a quarter of an hour We had left the town behind us This does not appear to be a very good horse said I to Antonio as we proceeded over the plain It is with difficulty that I can make him move He is the swiftest horse in the Chimdelmanro brother said Antonio at the gallop and at the speedy trot there is no one to match him but he is eighteen years old and his joints are stiff especially of a morning but let him once become heated and the genio del viejo comes upon him and there is no holding him in with bit or bridle i bought that horse for the affairs of egypt brother about noon we arrived at a small village in the neighborhood of a high lumpy hill there is no Carlo house in this place said Antonio we will therefore go to the posada of the Busne and refresh ourselves man and beast We entered the kitchen and sat down at the board calling for wine and bread There were two ill-looking fellows in the kitchen smoking cigars. I said something to Antonio in the Calo language What is that I hear said one of the fellows who was distinguished by an immense pair of mustaches what is that I hear is it in Carlo that you are speaking before me and I a Chalon and national a cursed gypsy How dare you enter this posada and speak before me in that speech? Is it not forbidden by the law of the land in which we are even as it is forbidden for a gypsy to enter the Mercado? I tell you what friend if I hear another word of Carlo coming from your mouth I will cudgel your bones and send you flying over the housetops with a kick of my foot you would do right said his companion the insolence of these gypsies is no longer to be borne When I am at Mirada or Badajoz I go to the Mercado and there in a corner stand the accursed gypsies Jabbering to each other in a speech which I understand not Gypsy gentlemen say I to one of them. What will you have for that donkey? I will have ten dollars for it caballero nacional says the gypsy it is the best donkey in all Spain. I should like to see its paces, say I. That you shall, most valorous, says the gypsy, and jumping upon its back, he puts it to its paces, first of all whispering something into its ear in Calo. And truly the paces of the donkey are most wonderful, such as I have never seen before. I think it will just suit me, and after looking at it a while, I take out the money and pay for it. I shall go to my house says the gypsy and off he runs I shall go to my village say I and I mount the donkey Vamanos I say but the donkey won't move I give him a switch, but I don't get on the better for that What happens brother the wizard no sooner feels the prick than he bucks down and flings me over his head into the mire I Get up and look about me there stands the donkey staring at me and there stands the whole gypsy canaille squinting at me with their filmy eyes Where is the scamp who sold me this piece of furniture I shout he is gone to Granada Valoris says one he is gone to see his kindred among the moors says another I Just saw him running over the field in the direction of blank with the devil close behind him says a third in a word I am tricked I wish to dispose of the donkey no one however will buy him 
he is a carlo donkey and every person avoids him at last the gypsies offer thirty reals for him and after much chaffering i am glad to get rid of him at two dollars it is all a trick however he returns to his master and the brotherhood share their spoils amongst them all which villainy would be prevented in my opinion were the carlo language not spoken for what but the word of carlo could have induced the donkey to behave in such an unaccountable manner both seemed perfectly satisfied with the justness of this conclusion and continued smoking till their cigars were burnt to stumps when they arose twitched their whiskers looked at us with fierce disdain and dashing the tobacco ends to the ground strode out of the apartment those people seem no friends to the gypsies said i to antonio when the two bullies had departed nor to the carlo language either may evil glanders seize their nostrils said antonio they have been honrabadoed by our people however brother you did wrong to speak to me in carlo in a posada like this it is a forbidden language for as i have often told you the king has destroyed the law of the calais let us away brother for those hunjuntes may set the justicia upon us towards evening we drew near to a large town or village that is merida said antonio formerly as the busne say a mighty city of the Korahai. we shall stay here to-night and perhaps for a day or two for i have some business of egypt to transact in this place now brother step aside with the horse and wait for me beneath yonder wall i must go before and see in what condition matters stand i dismounted from the horse and sat down on a stone beneath the ruined wall to which antonio had motioned me the sun went down and the air was exceedingly keen i drew close around me an old tattered gypsy cloak with which my companion had provided me and being somewhat fatigued fell into a doze which lasted for nearly an hour is your worship the london caloro said a strange voice close beside me i started and beheld the face of a woman peering under my hat notwithstanding the dusk i could see that the features were hideously ugly and almost black they belonged in fact to a gypsy crone at least seventy years of age leaning upon a staff is your worship the london caloro repeated she i am he whom you seek said i where is antonio curalando curalando baribustes curelas curella said the crone come with me caloro of my galoshin come with me to my little care he will be there anon i followed the crone who led the way into the town which was ruinous and seemingly half deserted we went up the street from which she turned into a narrow and dark lane and presently opened the gate of a large dilapidated house come in said she and the grass i demanded bring the grass in too my chabo bring the grass in too there is room for the grass in my little stable we entered a large court across which we proceeded till we came to a wide doorway go in my child of egypt said the hag go in that is my little stable the place is as dark as pitch said i and may be a well for what i know bring a light or i will not enter give me the solabari said the hag and i will lead your horse in my chabo of egypt 
yes and tether him to my little manger she led the horse through the doorway and i heard her busy in the darkness presently the horse shook himself grasti terralamos said the hag who now made her appearance with the bridle in her hand the horse has shaken himself he is not harmed by his day's journey now let us go in my caloro into my little room we entered the house and found ourselves in a vast room which would have been quite dark but for a faint glow which appeared at the farther end it proceeded from a brasero beside which was squatted two dusky figures these are the calles said the hag one is my daughter and the other is her chabi sit down my london caloro and let us hear you speak i looked about for a chair but could see none at a short distance however i perceived the end of a broken pillar lying on the floor this i rolled to the brasero and sat down upon it this is a fine house mother of the gypsies said i to the hag willing to gratify the desire she had expressed of hearing me speak a fine house is this of yours rather cold and damp though it appears large enough to be a barrack for hundunares plenty of houses in this forest plenty of houses in merida my lord caloro some of them just as they were left by the corajanos ah a fine people are the corajanos i often wish myself in their chin once more how is this mother said i have you been in the land of the moors twice have i been in their country my caloro twice have i been in the land of the corajai the first time is more than fifty years ago i was then with cese for my husband was a soldier of the crais of spain and oran at that time belonged to spain you were not then with the real moors said i but only with the spaniards who occupied part of their country i have been with the real moors my london caloro who knows more of the real moors than myself about forty years ago i was with my in Suta, for he was still a soldier of the king and he said to me one day i am tired of this place where there is no bread and less water i will escape and turn corahano this night i will kill my sergeant and flee to the camp of the moor do so said i my chabo and as soon as may be i will follow you and become a corahane that same night he killed his sergeant who five years before had called him carlo and cursed him then running to the wall he dropped from it and amidst many shots he escaped to the land of the corahai as for myself i remained in the presidio of suta as a sutler selling wine and rapagni to the soldiers two years passed by and i neither saw nor heard from my row one day there came a strange man to my cachimani he was dressed like a corahano and yet he did not look like one he looked more like a callado and yet he was not a callado either for he was almost black and as i looked upon him i thought he looked something like the arate and he said to me zincali chachipe and then he whispered to me in queer language which i could scarcely understand your row is waiting come with me my little sister and i will take you unto him where is he said i and he pointed to the west to the land of the corahai and said he is yonder away come with me little sister the row is waiting 
for a moment i was afraid but i bethought me of my husband and i wished to be amongst the korahai so i took the little pane i had and locking up the kachimani went with the strange man the sentinel challenged us at the gate but i gave him repani and he let us pass in a moment we were in the land of the korahai about a league from the town beneath a hill we found four people men and women all very black like the strange man and we joined ourselves with them and they all saluted me little sister that was all i understood of their discourse which was very crabbed and they took away my dress and gave me other clothes and i looked like a korahani and away we marched for many days amid deserts and small villages and more than once it seemed to me that i was amongst the erati for their ways were the same the men would hokawa with mules and asses and the women told bahi and after many days we came before a large town and the black man said go in there little sister and there you will find your row and i went to the gate and an armed korahano stood within the gate and i looked at his face and lo it was my row oh what a strange town it was that i found myself in full of people who had once been kandore but had renegaded and become korahai there were sese and lalore and men of other nations and among them were some of the erati from my own country all were now soldiers of the krais of the korahai and followed him to his wars and in that town i remained with my row a long time occasionally going out to him to the wars and i often asked him about the black men who had brought me thither and he told me that he had had dealings with them and that he believed them to be of the erati well brother to be short my row was killed in the wars before a town to which the king of the korahai laid siege and i became a piuli and i returned to the village of the renegades as it was called and supported myself as well as i could and one day as i was sitting weeping the black man whom i had never seen since the day he brought me to my row again stood before me and he said come with me little sister come with me the row is at hand and i went with him and beyond the gate in the desert was the same party of black men and women which i had seen before where is my row said i here he is little sister and the black man here he is from this day i am the row and you are the romi come let us go for there is business to be done and i went with him and he was my row and we lived amongst the deserts and hokawad and choried and told bahi and i said to myself this is good sure i am amongst the arati in a better chim than my own and i often said that they were of the arati and then they would laugh and say that it might be so and that they were not korahai but they could give no account of themselves well things went on in this way for years and i had three chai by the black man two of them died but the youngest who is the kai who sits by the brasero was spared so we roamed about and choried and told bahi and it came to pass that once in the winter time our company attempted to pass a wide and deep river of which there are many in the chim del korahai and the boat overset with the rapidity of the current and all our people were drowned 
all but myself and my chabi whom i bore in my bosom i had no friends amongst the korahai and i wandered about the despoblados howling and lamenting till i became half lili and in this manner i found my way to the coast where i made friends with the captain of a ship and returned to this land of spain and now i am here i often wish myself back again amongst the korahai here she commenced laughing loud and long and when she had ceased her daughter and grandchild took up the laugh which they continued so long that i concluded they were all lunatics hour succeeded hour and still we sat crouching over the bracero from which by this time all warmth had departed the glow had long since disappeared and only a few dying sparks were to be distinguished the room or hall was now involved in utter darkness the women were motionless and still i shivered and began to feel uneasy will antonio be here tonight at length i demanded no tenga usted cuidado my london caloro said the gypsy mother in an unearthly tone pepindorio has been here some time i was about to rise from my seat and attempt to escape from the house when i felt a hand laid upon my shoulder and in a moment i heard the voice of antonio be not afraid tis i brother we will have a light anon and then supper the supper was rude enough consisting of bread cheese and olives antonio however produced a leathern bottle of excellent wine we dispatched these viands by the light of an earthen lamp which was placed upon the floor now said antonio to the youngest female bring me the pahandi and i will sing a gachalpa the girl brought the guitar which with some difficulty the gypsy tuned and then strumming it vigorously he sang i stole a plump and bonny fowl but ere i well had dined the master came with scowl and growl and me would captive bind my hat and mantle off i threw and scowled across the lee then cried the beng with loud hallo where does the gypsy flee he continued playing and singing for a considerable time the two younger females dancing in the meanwhile with unwearied diligence whilst the aged mother occasionally snapped her fingers or beat time on the ground with her stick at last antonio suddenly laid down the instrument exclaiming i see the london colero is weary enough enough to-morrow more thereof we will now to the charipe with all my heart said i where are we to sleep in the stable said he in the manger however cold the stable may be we shall be warm enough in the buffa we remained three days at the gypsy's house antonio departing every morning on his mule and returning late at night the house was large and ruinous the only habitable part of it with the exception of the stable being the hall where we had supped and there the gypsy females slept at night on some mats and mattresses in a corner a strange house is this said i to antonio one morning as he was on the point of saddling his mule and departing as i suppose on the affair of egypt a strange house and strange people the gypsy grandmother has all the appearance of a sawani all the appearance of one said antonio and she is not really one she knows more crabbed things and crabbed words than all the arati betwixt here and catalonia she has been amongst the wild moors and can make more draus 
poisons and filters than any one alive she once made a kind of paste and persuaded me to taste and shortly after i had done so my soul departed from my body and wandered through horrid forests and mountains amidst monsters and duendes during one entire night she learned many things amidst the korahai which i should be glad to know have you been long acquainted with her said i you appear to be quite at home in this house acquainted with her said antonio did not my own brother marry the black cali her daughter who bore him the chabi sixteen years ago just before he was hanged by the busne in the afternoon i was seated with the gypsy mother in the hall the two cayes were absent telling fortunes about the town and neighbourhood which was their principal occupation are you married my london caloro said the old woman to me are you a row myself wherefore do you ask o day de los cales gypsy mother it is high time that the lacha of the chabi were taken from her and that she had a row you can do no better than take her for romi my london caloro myself i am a stranger in this land o mother of the gypsies and scarcely know how to provide for myself much less for a romi gypsy mother she wants no one to provide for her my london caloro she can at any time provide for herself and her row she can hokawa tell bahi and there are few to equal her at stealing apastasas were she once at madrilati where they tell me you are going she would make much treasure therefore take her thither for in this forest she is nahi as it were for there is nothing to be gained and in the forest barrow it would be another matter if she would go dressed in la chipe and sonokai whilst you would ride about on your black-tailed gra and when you had got much treasure you might return hither and live like a kralis and all the erati of the chimda manro should bow down their heads to you what say you my london caloro what say you to my plan myself your plan is a plausible one mother or at least some people would think so but i am as you are aware of another chim and have no inclination to pass my life in this country gypsy mother then return to your own country my caloro the chabi can cross the pani would she not do business in london with the rest of the calore or why not go to the land of the korahai in which case i would accompany you i and my daughter the mother of the chabi myself and what should we do in the land of the korahai it is a poor and wild country i believe gypsy mother the london caloro asked me what we could do in the land of the korahai aromali I almost think that I am speaking to a Lilipende. Are there not horses to Chore? Yes, I trow there are, and better ones than in this land, and asses and mules. In the land of the Korahai, you must Hokawa and Chore, even as you must here, or in your own country, or else you are no Caloro. Can you not join yourselves with the black people who live in the Despoblados? yes surely and glad they would be to have among them the errate from spain and london i am seventy years of age but i wish not to die in this chim but yonder far away where both my roms are sleeping take the chabi therefore and go to madrilati 
and win the pane and when you have got it return and we will give a banquet to all the busne in merida and in their food i will mix drow and they shall eat and burst like poisoned sheep and when they have eaten we will leave them and away to the land of the moor my london caloro during the whole time that i remained at merida i stirred not once from the house following the advice of antonio who informed me that it would not be convenient my time lay rather heavily on my hands my only source of amusement consisting in the conversation of the women and in that of antonio when he made his appearance at night in these tertulias the grandmother was the principal spokeswoman and astonished my ears with wonderful tales of the land of the moors prison escapes thievish feats and one or two poisoning adventures in which she had been engaged as she informed me in her early youth there was occasionally something very wild in her gestures and demeanour more than once i observed her in the midst of much declamation to stop short stare in vacancy and thrust out her palms as if endeavouring to push away some invisible substance she goggled frightfully with her eyes and once sank back in convulsions of which her children took no further notice than observing that she was only lily and would soon come to herself end of section thirty three